everybody. Dan Beckworth here with Logan Capital Management. I'm joined this morning by Bill Fitzpatrick. He's co-portfolio manager on our international ADR strategy. And Bill, we're here once again talking about international stocks. I thought it'd be a great time to learn a little bit more what's going on. Uh, the strategy continues to perform really well. Uh, be curious to hear what some of those drivers have been behind the strong performance we've experienced year to date. Uh, yes, thank you, Dan. Uh, that's exactly right. International ADR has had a very good year thus far uh, through the third quarter, up about 14% in, in a solid 400 basis points ahead of the benchmark. But the strength has really been widespread. Earlier in the year, uh, the industrials led the way, although we've talked about names like a Siemens or an ABB. Uh, in many respects, those are industrial technology names. Um, and then the leadership started rotating over towards sort of value-oriented sectors like energy, like financials, um, energy in particular, we've talked about the disconnect between supply and demand. Uh, we expected oil prices to move higher. Uh, that's been the case. Um, our names have benefited. We have mostly integrated oil and gas companies. Uh, they cash flow very well now that oil's uh, above $80 a barrel. And then the financials too. Um, these are names that really short up the balance sheet nicely. Their capital is in real good shape. They haven't had a whole lot of loan growth. We're hoping that might change a little bit, um, but they hold double the capital they did back in 2008. You get any little bit of move at all on interest rates, um, these things could do really well. And they've already done well year to date. So um, that's why I say really across the board, uh, we've had good performance along the way and uh, hoping to continue that into year end. Great. So now we're, we're heading into third quarter, uh, earnings season, uh, obviously moving towards the year end. What's your sense of market attention? Where is the market going to focus? Yeah, so uh, it'll be an entertaining earnings season, I think. The numbers should be pretty good, um, by and large, so some, some easy year-over-year -year comps. Um, but the market is going to be looking at color for the fourth quarter and into 2022. And in particular, really, the supply chain bottlenecks, is that going to continue? Most likely it will. Um, how are companies going to manage that? How are they going to manage higher wages? Um, that's an issue. And also, you have higher energy costs. You know, we're sitting here with really a full-blown energy crisis in Europe. Um, so how are these companies going to adapt? Natural gas prices are high. Um, oil prices are high really across the globe. And, and we all feel that. And that really functions like a tax hike for all of us. So that's less money for you and I to go spend. Um, and that's going to be a weight on consumer spending. So you have a few things working against the global economy. Um, we think that's good for us in the sense that that should redirect the market focus uh, towards balance sheets and cash flows, the things that we like. You can't piggyback off the central banks anymore. You want self-sufficient companies. Um, and we feel all of our holdings uh, fit that to a T. You know, when we're talking about style of management and how we put our portfolios together, um, you know, as active managers, we're always thinking about what we should own and what we need to own. But it can be just as helpful on names we shouldn't own or, or, or don't want to own. Um, Give us some sense of color around that as applies to international ADR, not owning certain names. Talk, give us a few ideas that maybe, you know, meet the criteria, but just don't feel right in terms of the portfolio. Yeah, that's exactly right. So there are a number of names. So we look for, we want balance sheet strength. We want good valuation. We want cash flows, uh, things like that. And there are a number of names that fit that, um, but we still pass on them. So a couple that come to mind, Takeda Pharmaceuticals, which is a perfectly fine Japanese pharma, um, trades at a very, very reasonable valuation levels, offers a dividend yield of 5.5%, which is really good for Japan, uh, $45 billion market cap. That's a name that screens well that we could own. Um, but they took on a lot of debt in 2018 when they bought Shire Pharmaceuticals. Um, you bring into play M&A risk, integration risk, um, and all of a sudden your balance sheet is stretched. 
that becomes a pass for us. Those are the types of things that we shy away from. And, and they had a setback with one of their drugs um, a few weeks ago, and the market was relentless in trading down that stock. And we think that ties in with the notion of, of balance sheet strength that really hadn't been an issue as long as you're piggybacking off the central banks. That's changing, um, and that's good for us, as I mentioned earlier. Bayer is another one. Uh, German Pharma, though more of a diversified healthcare company, perfectly well-run company, um, 15 times earnings, a 4% dividend yield, um, but significant litigation risk. And that's another area that we shy away from. We can't get our arms around what the ultimate earnings power of the company is uh, when you have that sitting out there. So we passed on that one. Uh, that's been a weak name as well. So in addition to having some, some one-offs that are performing very well for us, um, we've avoided some names that we easily could have owned and that's helped considerably as well. Uh, that's great information. Thanks, Bill. Hey, you know, we, you mentioned Japan. There's some anxiety, anticipation maybe regarding the new prime minister uh, and some of the proposals that he's recommending for uh, the Japanese economy. Um, any thoughts there? What's, what are some of the comments on that? Yeah, so the latest is there. So we have a new prime minister just took office really in the last couple of weeks. There, there were some concerns regarding uh, a fairly sizable tax hike. Um, that's off the table. Um, that's very encouraging. What we're really trying to get visibility on is the, the old, the third arrow from, uh, of Abenomics. You have fiscal um, and monetary policy, um, which has always been very accommodative since Abe took office. But the third leg of that was structural reforms. Uh, they're happening. They're happening very slowly. Um, this wasn't going to happen overnight, but we would expect the new prime minister to continue down that path. So corporate governance has never been very good in Japan. Uh, that has improved. They're loosening up. Um, some of the immigration restrictions that they had in place. Uh, that bodes very well. And also J Japan always had very cozy relationships with, with customers, suppliers, employees, um, more stakeholder friendly. We suspect they're gonna be more shareholder friendly. Um, that, that's taking place, uh, that's going to evolve over time. Uh, but by and large, that's good for the business community. And you're also seeing more foreign ownership of Japanese equities. And that certainly bodes well for for some names that we own, more shareholder activism. Um, we're seeing some activists take stakes in some of the Japanese names. So there's a number of different levers to pull um, that are supportive of Japanese equities. Gotcha, thank you. And let's bring it back to ADR, uh, our strategy. Remind us where international ADR is trading um, and maybe what the earnings profile looks like going forward. Uh, well, we still think it's very, very compelling. The strategy trades at 12 times forward earnings, uh, offers a dividend yield around 4.3%. Um, that's despite good returns year to date. Um, but the earnings profile is, is noteworthy too, because when you have a big hefty dividend yield, oftentimes you, you sacrifice uh, some of the earnings growth. But our portfolio trades right now in the mid to high single digits in terms of EPS growth for 2022. So that's a pretty good story. Well, when you can grow, say, 7 or 8%, tack on a dividend yield in excess of 4%, if you get any kind of a break in the multiple and, and revalue these higher from, from 12 times today, uh, you're looking at very significant total return potential. So in a nutshell, it's been a very good year. Um, we think there's good momentum behind the names that we own. The valuation is not stretched at all. Um, we feel real good about where we stand headed into, into year end and into 2022. That's great, Bill. Hey, thank you as always for carving out some time uh, for us to catch up. For more information on international ADR or other Logan strategies, we invite you to go to our website. That's www.logancapital.com. Thanks, Bill. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you.
Indices are unmanaged and investors cannot invest directly in an index. Unless otherwise noted, performance of indices do not account for any fees, commissions, or other expenses that would be incurred. Returns do not include reinvested dividends. The Standard Poor's 500 is an unmanaged group of securities considered to be representative of the stock market in general. It is a market value weighted index with each stock's weight in the index proportionate to its market value. The Dow Jones Industrial Average is a price weighted average of 30 actively traded blue chip stocks, primarily industrials, but includes financials and other service oriented companies. The components, which change from time to time, represent between 15 and 20% of the market value of all NYSE stocks. Rebalancing and reallocation can entail transaction costs and tax consequences that should be considered when determining a rebalancing reallocation strategy. And as a reminder, this material represents an assessment of the market and economic environment at a specific point in time and is not intended to be a forecast of future events or a guarantee of future results. Forward-looking statements are subject to certain risks and uncertainties. Actual results, performance, or achievements may differ materially from those expressed or implied. Information is based on data gathered from what we believe are reliable sources. It is not guaranteed as to accuracy, does not purport to be complete and is not intended to be used as a primary basis for investment decisions. It should also not be construed as advice meeting the particular investment needs of any investor. Past performance does not guarantee future results.